Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Consumer Review Report. I'm Diane Rebecca here on WMCK.FM Internet Radio. All right, here we are, another week. I hope everybody has made it through the week without any product or service mishaps. But if you didn't and you'd like to tell our listening audience about it, you can email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. Also, if you want to rave about a product or service that you thought was just absolutely amazing, you can also tell our listening audience by emailing me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. And I'm on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and Twitter, CRR in McKeesport. Also, if you have any ideas of any products or services that you would like to hear on the show, you can also contact me through email, Facebook, and Twitter at those same addresses. All right, so here we are. And, uh, you know, whenever I hear something, uh, you know, once, and then I happen to hear it again twice, and then three times in like a short period of time, I always think to myself, hmm, maybe it's something that I need to do a show on. So this is one of those examples. Before, I've never heard this term before, or if I have, I just really haven't paid much attention to it. Um, it's it's Airbnbs or Air Bed and Breakfasts. All right, now this is a company name, and I didn't know this either. I just thought it was just a general term. But as I was doing some research, <clears throat> I realized that this was a company name, and it's Airbnbs and. The first time I heard this term was on one of my most favorite shows, uh, 90 Day Fiance. And they have like three different shows, like 90 Day Fiance, Before the 90 Days, uh, 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way, etc., etc. So the first time I heard this term was um, on 90 Day Fiance, Before the 90 Days. And these people happen to be in Nigeria. And they were talking about staying at an Airbnb. Now, I thought, well, maybe this is something just for Nigeria or something like that. <clears throat> I, I didn't know. So then the second time I heard about this was in an opinion article. Um, it's called the Airbnb Hotel Next Door. And it's in the September 3rd issue of the Wall Street Journal. And we'll talk about that article later because um, it was pretty interested, uh, interesting. But that was the second time I heard um, this term. And so then the third time I heard about this, I was listening to Sirius Radio and they were joking about a woman in London renting her Nissan car with a mattress in it as one of these Airbnbs, right? <laughs> so... I said, well, you know what, maybe I, maybe something's telling me to do a show on this. So uh, we'll be talking more about these Airbnbs um, from the perspective of the neighbors that have to live near one and from the point of view of the consumer uh, who's trying to book one of these Airbnbs. 
and uh, why you might want to do that as opposed to a hotel. I mean, if there's no hotels, I don't know what choice you might have. So this will be uh, coming up. We'll talk about all that. We'll talk about all of that coming up after the recall portion of the show. And I'm a little bit behind on the recalls because uh, last week we had a repeat. So we'll, we'll go ahead and get to those right away. So we have 11 consumer product recalls. Let me see where I'm starting at. Okay. Is that it? Uh, yes. The Beaufort Bonnet Company recalls handmade knit dolls due to injury hazard. A sewing needle was discovered in the stuffing of one of the handmade knit, handmade knit dolls, posing a puncture injury hazard. So the Beaufort Bonner com- uh, Bonnet Company recalls handmade knit dolls. All right, Gator Utility Vehicles recalled by John Deere due to crash hazard. The plastic sheathing on the throttle cable can melt due to improper routing causing the throttle to stick. This could result in the operator not being able to stop the vehicle, posing a crash hazard. Artisan Oils recalls essential oils due to failure to meet child-resistant packaging requirements, risk of poisoning. The bottles are not child-resistant as required by the Poison Prevention Packaging Act, posing a poisoning risk if the contents are swallowed by young children. John Deere recalls frontier grooming mowers due to entanglement injury hazard. Uh, Incorrect assembly of the mower's drive lines can prevent the safety shield from spinning independently, posing an entanglement injury hazard to consumers. Kawaski USA recalls recreational off-highway vehicles due to crash injury hazards. Incorrect joint assembly can cause steering control loss, posing crash and injury hazards. Steel pulley cut mowing heads recalled due to injury hazard. The bolts connecting the plastic blades and holding the mowing head together can come loose and the mowing head can come apart, posing a risk of injury to the user or bystander. Now, if you have any concerns that you have any of these products and you want to know what you're supposed to do, you can go to www.recalls.gov. This is where I'm getting these recalls and you can click on the link and it'll tell you what to do with the product and what numbers to call and what websites to visit in order to either get your money back or trade it in for another product. So just go to www.recalls.gov. All right, Walker Edison Furniture recalls children's bunk beds due to fall and injury hazards. The The bunk beds support boards can break, posing fall and injury hazards. MW Company recalls MOMO quick release steering wheel adapters. MOMO due to crash hazard, risk of serious injury and death. The steering wheel adapters quick release can activate inadvertently and cause the race car's steering wheel to suddenly detach from its steering column 
while the vehicle is in motion, rendering the vehicle impossible to steer and posing a crash hazard and risk of serious injury and death to the driver. Ragdoll, uh, rocket, uh, ro Ragdoll and Rockets recalls children's loungewear due to violation of federal flammability standard. The children's loungewear fails to meet the flammability standards for children's sleepwear, posing a risk of burnt injuries to children. Air rifles recalled by Diana can unexpectedly discharge, risk of serious injury and death. The air rifle can unexpectedly discharge even if the safety is engaged. This can result in a serious injury or death. And I think the company may be Diana or Diana. Uh, so those are air rifles that are being recalled can unexpectedly discharge risk of serious injury and death caused. All right. Healing Solutions recalls essential oils due to failure to meet child-resistant packaging requirements risk of poisoning. The bottles are not child-resistant as required by the Poison Prevention Packaging Act, posing a poisoning risk if the contents are swallowed by young children. All right, so that'll do it for our consumer product recalls. Let's move on to the Food and Drug Administration recalls and safety alerts. All right, so let me start with, uh, here's um, Dog Goods again is in the recall list for the same reason. It's those um, pig ear treats. I mean, I never even heard of those, but I don't have a dog. So, but those of you who have dogs, Dog Goods USA expands voluntary recall of Chef Toby pig ears pet treats because of possible salmonella health risk. Uh, they're voluntarily expanding this recall to include all 30 packs of Berkeley and Jensen brand pig ears sold at BJ's Wholesale Club stores. Um, Dog Goods purchased these pig ears from a single supplier in Brazil from September 2018 through August 2019. All right, so Great One Trading Inc. issues expanding allergy alert on undeclared egg in fishball products. Um, they are recalling it because people who have an allergy or severe sensitivity to egg run the risk of serious or life-threatening allergic reaction if they consume these products. That's uh, fishball products. And then Great One Trading is also issuing an allergy, uh, allergy alert on undeclared egg in fish cakes. So again, people who have an allergy or severe sensitivity to egg run the risk of serious or life-threatening allergic reactions if they consume either the fish cakes or the fish balls. Udi's classic hamburger buns recalled due to potential presence of foreign matter. Conagra Brands is voluntarily recalling a limited quantity, approximately 2,200 cases of Udi's classic hamburger buns due to the potential presence of small pieces of white plastic. Uh, let's see. Yes. Plasticon Healthcare issues voluntary nationwide recall of milk of magnesia oral suspension 2,400 milligrams, uh, 30 milliliters due to micro, 
uh, microbial contamination. So they are, that's Plastican, Plastican Healthcare, recalling milk of magnesia in uh, lots 19027D and 19027E uh, to the patient level. Uh, they're recalling it because it may be contaminated. Um, microbiological contamination. That's why they're recalling that. Okay. Hometown Food Company issues voluntary recall of Martha White gluten-free sweet cornbread muffin mix due to possible presence of gluten. Hometown Food Company today initiated a limited voluntary consumer level recall of approximately 374 cases of uh, Martha White gluten-free sweet cornbread muffin mix due to standard quality batch testing that indicated the presence of gluten derived from wheat and rye. Alright, uh, on to Hy-Vee voluntarily recalls several Hy-Vee mealtime Asian entries or entrees, sorry about that, Asian entrees due to undeclared milk allergen. Alright, so it's spelled H-Y-V-E-E. Hy-Vee. Okay, so these are mealtime Asian entrees. After, um, they discovered that the liquid egg used to make the fried rice contains milk, which is not declared on the product label. Alright, and recall of yellowfin tuna steaks issued. So, Alpha International Seafood voluntarily initiated a recall of refrigerated wild-caught yellowfin tuna loins because of potentially elevated levels of histamine. Hmm, that's interesting. House of Spices, India, issues recalls of MDH Sambar Masala due to Salmonella contamination. So this product was tested by FDA through a certified laboratory to be positive for Salmonella. That's MDH Sambar Masala, House of Spices. Stark Group International issues allergy alert on undeclared milk allergens in Ritter Sport Kaffee Splitter. 3.5 ounce, 100 gram. It's, it's coffee. <laughs> K-A-F-F-E-E splitter. And they say that they may contain undeclared milk allergens. Rongsheng issues allergy alert on undeclared eggs and milk in Fu Pai Yon Matcha Candies. So the, the Fu Pai Yon matcha candies uh, because they may contain undeclared eggs and milk allergens. Rongsheng also is uh, issuing an allergy alert for undeclared eggs and milk in Fu Pai Yon nougat candies. And same reason as the matcha candies, uh, undeclared eggs and milk allergens. Urban Rebony Urban Remedy, <laughs> Urban Remedy voluntarily recalls 76 salads and wraps that may contain E. coli. No illnesses reported, company taking preventive action. So they are voluntarily recalling 76 salads and wraps that contain spinach that may be contaminated with E. coli. 
and 76 salads and wraps are still unaccounted for and no juices or any other products are being recalled by Urban Remedy. Let's see. Uh, we have here uh, KRS Global Biotechnology Inc. issues voluntary nationwide recall of all human and animal sterile drug products due to lack of assurance of sterility. So just be aware of KRS Global Biotechnology. They are recalling all human and animal sterile drug products due to lack of assurance and uh, a lack of insurance of sterility. And uh, let's see, are we doing that one new? No. Okay, so that'll do it for all the Food and Drug Administration recalls to date. Let's move on to FSIS, which stands for Food Safety Inspection Service, Meat and Poultry Products. There's only three of those. Uh, American Beef Packers Inc. recalls raw beef products deemed unfit for human consumption. So they're uh, recalling approximately 24,428 pounds of raw beef products that are deemed unfit for human consumption. They don't say here why, but let's just take their word for it. <laughs> BCI Foods Inc. recalls meat and poultry soup products produced without benefit of import inspection. So they're recalling approximately 3,304 pounds of meat and poultry soup products that were not presented for import reinspection. That's BCI Foods. And the last one, Hy-Vee, again, we, we saw those in the Food and Drug Administration recalls. Hy-Vee Fresh Commissary recalls ready-to-eat beef and chicken products due to misbranding and undeclared allergens. So they are recalling approximately 6,233 pounds of ready-to-eat beef and chicken products, again due to misbranding and undeclared allergens. So that'll do it for the recall portion of the show. So on to the main event. The air BNBs, huh? So uh, let me give you a little background on how this started. And I didn't know it was a comp actually company. I thought it was just a term of people just renting out their apartments or something. I wasn't sure exactly what it was. So I found an article in Business Insider um, by Biz Carson. It was written February 23rd, 2016. It's entitled, How Three Guys Turned Renting an Air Mattress in Their Apartment into a $25 Billion Company. $25 Billion Company. Wow. <clears throat> okay, so what they write, <clears throat> excuse me, is long before Airbnb persuaded strangers to sleep in one another's homes and became a $25 billion, uh, $25 billion company, it was just an idea to make extra bucks and make rent. After their first guest, Airbnb's founders realized they were onto something bigger than a stopgap for rent. They faced rejection plenty of times and created their own version of Obama O cereal. But the three founders of Airbnbs have built a big business in the past nine years. And excuse the helicopters flying above. 
All right, so here's how they turned their idea to rent out an air mattress into a business that has the hotel industry running scared. It started with an email. Joe Gibbia sent his roommate, Brian Chesky, an idea. What if they made a designer bed and breakfast, complete with a sleeping mat and breakfast? It was a way to make a few bucks almost nine years later. That idea is worth $25 billion. Now, I don't know what they were going to offer for breakfast. I mean, was it a breakfast buffet or was it just here cereal in a bowl and a donut? I'm not sure. So it says in 2007, now this is when this concept, and I'm just now hearing about it like 12 years later. This is 2007, that's when the concept was born. The two roommates living in San Francisco couldn't afford to pay rent. The pair decided to turn their loft into an area that could fit three air mattresses. Along with the mattress and a night's sleep came the promise of a breakfast too. The pair knew a big design conference was coming to San Francisco and it was making hotels hard to come by. They created a simple site, airbedandbreakfast.com, and bought three air mattresses. The duo had met at college at the Rhode Island School of Design, so they thought acting as tour guides to designers would be a fun way to make money. So that's basically how it was born. And this article continues like, you know, all the uh, obstacles that they had to battle to actually get to the point where now it's a, you know, $25 billion company. Um, you know, they had their first guests, two men and one woman showed up. Each guest paid $80 to stay on the air mattress. And so, um, you know, so now that's what people are doing. They're renting out their rooms or whatnot to people who can't find a hotel room or maybe can't afford one and it's a cheaper alternative. Um, so here I have a video clip. And it's called, How Does Air, Airbnb Work? Airbnb 101 Guide. And it was posted by uh, Love and London. So let's take a listen. Have you heard about booking travel accommodation through Airbnb but not quite sure what it is? I'm going to tell you all about it. Also make sure you watch the end of the video because I have a special discount off your first booking. So what is Airbnb? It's a website where travelers can book beds, rooms, or full apartments in homes all around the world. Each listing on the website is posted by a host that's offering up their place for you to stay in. The idea is that travelers get to stay in local homes for a more local experience and the host gets to share their home with like minded people while also making money. So how is staying in an Airbnb different from staying in a hotel or a hostel? Well, Airbnb really harps on the fact that you get a more local experience. You might find a place that's in an area that really just the locals live in, but there aren't any hotels available. You also have the option of choosing to just rent a bed or a private room in a home. So you're actually living with your hosts. And oftentimes your hosts will be really welcoming and accommodating and will help you actually live like a local in the place that 
that you're visiting. Also, if you choose to rent an entire home or apartment, you're gonna feel more like you're staying in a home as opposed to just in a hotel room. There are also some really cool places that you can rent on Airbnb. Like there are 1400 castles on the site at this moment, but there are also things like houseboats, clock towers, and there's even a private island. What are the pros of staying in an Airbnb? One is that the hosts are super keen to give you the best experience. So they'll often tell you the best places to go near your place. Some hosts will leave whole binders worth of information for you to check out. And there's lists of restaurants, how to take the public transportation, pretty much everything that you'll need to know. On the flip side, if you also just want to be left alone, they're happy to do that too. Two huge draws for me is that you can rent a place with a kitchen and a living room. When I'm traveling, I don't always feel like going out for every meal. So having that kitchen where I can at least prepare a little bit of something saves me money, but also means I don't have to go out and find a place to eat every time I want to eat. A living room or a little living space is really good because it just separates you from the sleeping space a bit more. And it also means if you want to have like drinks before you go out, you can do it comfortably there. You don't have to just sit on beds or be squashed into a room. You'll actually just feel like you're at home. And another huge plus is that you can actually save money. There are different ways that Airbnbs can be cost effective, whether it be that renting just a room in a home is cheaper than getting a hotel room, or the fact that if you get a place with a kitchen, you're gonna save money on always going out. Also, if there's a group of you, getting one big apartment can often be more cost effective than a bunch of hotel rooms. What are the cons of staying in an Airbnb? Some of the things that you're used to while staying in a hotel, you're not gonna get with an Airbnb. For example, you're not gonna get someone who comes in and cleans every day unless you arrange for that with the host and you're gonna have to pay extra for that. You also can't leave the place a complete mess like sometimes we all do when we're in a rush to check out in the morning. You kind of have to leave it somewhat clean, especially if you're living with the host. You'll probably not get breakfast included in your stay, although I've been in Airbnbs before where they left like croissants. You'll also have to pay a booking fee to Airbnb and a cleaning fee, which sometimes adds up. So you need to make sure that you look at the fine print for that. Also, if something goes wrong at the property, it's not as easy as just switching to another room. So you're gonna have to call the host and get them to sort it out, but they should be pretty quick to respond because they don't want a bad rating. And then there's always the safety element of it, especially if you're going to be renting a room or just a bed. But Airbnb does everything that they can to try to keep both hosts and guests as safe as possible. They do verification checks. Everybody has to have a complete and filled out profile. Every host and every guest is rated after each stay. Personally, I've always felt very safe in the Airbnbs I've stayed in. So hopefully you'll have a good experience too. If you've never tried Airbnb before, you can click the link down in the description box. That will get you $31 off of your first booking. So you can try it out and let me know what you think. Next up, make sure you watch my guide for how to find and book the perfect Airbnb. Okay, so maybe that explains Airbnbs a little bit more. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I would want to live in somebody else's house that you don't know. Um, you know, it's something. But, I mean, if you're wanting to save on money, uh, you know, I guess it would be okay because if something happened there, you know, like she said, you would get a bad rating and nobody would want to stay there anymore. But I don't know. I'm not so sure I want to just stay in somebody else's house that I don't even know. Okay, so the next video clip I have here is called 10 Warning Signs to Look Out For When Booking an Airbnb. This was posted by The Richest, so let's take a listen.
You've finally booked that vacation that you've been waiting all year to take. And all that's left on your list is to find a place to stay. Just book an Airbnb. Easy peasy, right? While Airbnb might seem like a great way to book accommodations for less, it can actually make for a nightmare traveling experience if you accidentally book a bad seed. From sketchy Airbnb owners to homes that look nothing like the pictures to getting scammed, there's a lot that can go wrong. But don't worry, we're about to reveal some pro Airbnb tips so that you can avoid booking an Airbnb from hell. Make sure to keep watching until the end to see why taking a nap isn't the first thing that you should do when you check into your Airbnb. Before we get started, make sure to like this video, subscribe to The Richest, and join our notification squad. Now, here are 10 warning signs to look out for when booking an Airbnb. Cancellations. Unlike a hotel that has many rooms at their disposal, you can find yourself in quite the pickle if your Airbnb host cancels on you at the last minute. This unfortunate situation actually happened to one traveling couple, Leah and Patrick, just two days before their family holiday was scheduled to begin. Patrick had booked the Airbnb accommodation in Australia nine months in advance and never fathomed that his well-thought-out plans would unravel at the last minute. Another traveling group found themselves scrambling for a place to stay after their host canceled on them a mere hour before they were supposed to be handed the keys. What was supposed to be a nice trip to Amsterdam started off in a panic. They were abandoned and left to roam around the city in search of Wi-Fi so they could get online to book a new place. When they couldn't find an available Airbnb, they had no choice but to settle for an exorbitantly priced hotel. While Airbnb is pretty great at customer service, getting canceled on is never a pleasant experience. To prevent this from happening to you, look through the reviews to see if there are any automated messages saying that the booking was canceled by the host. If they have one cancellation but everything else checks out, they may have had a good reason for it. However, if they seem to be canceling on people left and right, then you know to stay far, far away. Alternate Payment Methods Unless a host has turned on the instant book function, you usually have to send them a message before you can officially book their place. While most Airbnb hosts are absolutely lovely, there are some hosts out there who aren't as honest as they'd like for you to believe. If a host ever asks you to pay for the accommodation in cash or wants to arrange an alternate payment plan outside of the Airbnb website, politely decline their offer and report them directly to Airbnb. According to an Airbnb help article, if you paid for your reservation outside of Airbnb, for example, a wire or bank transfer, you may have paid for a fraudulent reservation. But maybe the host wants to avoid having you pay the extra Airbnb fees. While that may seem like a great deal, you'll lose the insurance and great customer service that Airbnb provides their guests. Yes, it's annoying to have to pay an extra fee to Airbnb, but they're a godsend whenever anything goes wrong with your booking. So if you ever encountered this sort of thing on your quest for the perfect Airbnb, you now know what to do. Fake Website Not only do you have to look out for sketchy hosts, but you should also keep an eye out for sketchy copycat websites. Phishing sites are so well done nowadays that even the best of us can fall for these con artist scams. It happened to Huffington Post reporter Sarah Ruiz Grossman. Sarah had found the perfect Airbnb for her family to stay in for her wedding in Brooklyn. Since the listing stated that all the questions should be sent to a specific email address, Sarah quit the Airbnb platform and began corresponding with the host via email. The host quickly responded that the apartment that she was looking at wasn't available but they provided her with links to a bunch of their other Airbnb properties. The listings looked legit, and it didn't even cross Sarah's mind that she might have been sent a link to a fake site. She went ahead with the booking, though she made another huge mistake by wiring the money directly to the host rather than paying through the website. She got scammed real good. According to her, the fake website matched Airbnb's design to a T. 
However, she failed to notice that she was on an Airbnb.itinerary-booking.com website instead of the Airbnb.com website. To avoid getting scammed like Sarah did, always double-check the URL to make sure that you're on the real Airbnb platform. Vet the host. If you're new to Airbnb, then you might not be aware that there are things you can do to make sure that your host is legit. You might want to rush into booking a place because you're tired of looking for accommodations, but you really should take the time to establish a rapport with your potential host. Ask them thorough questions and take note of how long it takes for them to answer. It's a good sign if they answer within a few hours, and it's even better if they answer right away. A host who takes way too long to answer will most likely not be fast at responding to any issues that might arise during your stay. Make sure to check out their profile to make sure that they are legit. A host who cares about their Airbnb property will write a blurb of information about themselves on their profile. Also, check to see if your potential host has superhost status. This is a title that's given to those who host at least 10 trips a year, maintain at least a 90% response rate, have a 4.8 plus overall rating, and don't cancel the reservations. Since superhosts are recognized for being highly rated, responsive, active, and reliable, they're usually a safe bet. But if you ever get a weird feeling about a potential host, just move on to the next Airbnb. It's always better to go with your gut than to have a less than stellar Airbnb experience. Withholding the address. Imagine that you've already booked an Airbnb for your next vacation. Once your dates have been confirmed and the payment goes through, you usually get more information about the property, like its exact address. But what if the owner refuses to give you the address until a couple of days before your check-in? If you've learned anything from this video so far, then this kind of situation should be setting off warning bells in your head. For security measures, an Airbnb's exact location is not shared with you when you're just browsing the website. However, you are more than entitled to that information once you've forked over your cash for a place. Luckily, if a host ever refuses to give you their address after you've booked, Airbnb will get involved. If the host still refuses after Airbnb steps in, Airbnb will cancel your booking and reimburse you in full for it. This seems to happen a lot in condo buildings that forbid Airbnb. Condo owners who are breaking the rules withhold the address to avoid getting caught by their condo associations. We don't know about you, but we like to know exactly where we're staying once we've already paid for a place. Reverse Image Search One of the worries that we always have when booking a listing is that it just looks too good to be true. This sort of situation can go two ways. One, the place turns out to be just as beautiful as the photos depict, which is the best case scenario. Scenario two is that the place looks nothing like the photos. It's either a dump or it's an entirely different unit than the one you booked. There's not much that you can do when the second scenario happens besides calling Airbnb. But there is something small that you can do to help filter out the bad seeds, a reverse image search. This tip will help you spot rentals that are completely fake, since scammers sometimes do slip into the system. We suggest using a Chrome browser for this. Simply right-click on a listing's image and select Search Google for Image. If the only thing that pops up is the Airbnb listing that you were looking at, that's a good sign. But if the images were clearly taken from a stock image website, then you know to steer clear. Reviews This might seem like a no-brainer, but people sometimes get so caught up in rushing to book something that they don't check the reviews thoroughly. While it might seem annoying to scan through more than 100 reviews, nothing can tell you more about a place than the experience of guests who've already stayed there. Reviews can tell you all the things that a host wouldn't want to write into a listing. Maybe the tenant living above the unit that you're looking at is really noisy and plays music all night long. Or maybe there's construction happening on the street that will wake you up at 7 a.m. each morning. Reviews will also reveal if a place is as clean as the pictures or if any guests had sketchy experiences with the host. If you ever see a concerning comment that keeps repeating the reviews, bring it up to the host to see if the issue has been resolved. 
Also, check if the listing's listed anywhere else, like on VRBO or HomeAway, to see if there are any negative reviews on there as well. Personal questions. There are some questions you can expect a host to ask when they're considering renting out their home to you. The number of people you'll be, your check-in and check-out dates, and the purpose of your trip are reasonable things that you might get asked about. But if the host starts asking you invasive personal questions that have nothing to do with your trip, then you should immediately stop communicating with them. You do not need to provide the host with your social security number or tell them what you do for a living. Some hosts might need you to provide a government ID to book, but you can do that directly through the Airbnb platform. Airbnb will only share with the host the first name of your ID, whether you're over 25 years old or not, and if your ID was successfully added to the platform. Shared accommodations. Having a private Airbnb is just sometimes not in everyone's budget. Luckily, Airbnb offers shared accommodations, like private rooms and homes. While we've had excellent experiences in sharing Airbnbs with hosts, you should be even more careful in booking such a location. We're not saying that all shared places are a red flag, but you want to make sure that you're comfortable with the person that you'll be living with temporarily. So make sure to pay extra attention to everything that we outlined above when booking a shared accommodation. Scope the place out. Let's pretend that you've just arrived at your Airbnb location in London. What's the first thing you should do? While you might be longing for a nap, you need to scope the place out first. Make sure that all the locks on the doors and windows are in working order. If anything is broken, like a cupboard, take a picture of it for future reference. You can even send your host a message to let them know that something was already broken before you arrived. If there's anything about the place that seems dangerous or makes you feel uncomfortable, speak to your host about it. And if they're not much of a help or hard to reach, always contact Airbnb. That's all for 10 warning signs to look out for when booking an Airbnb. Okay, so that's the perspective of the person that is looking for somewhere to stay. Um, you know, so it's a, things that you can keep on a lookout for so that you don't get ripped off. And I guess this would be kind of like if you rent a condo, like if you go on vacation, you rent a condo. But I thought that this the Airbnbs were actually somebody's living space. But I guess if you get an apartment and you rent it out as an Airbnb, it would be the same as if you had a condo and you rented it out. So now that I'm thinking about that uh, perspective, maybe it wouldn't be such a bad idea to, you know, as long as the host wasn't there, but then they say you get breakfast. So I guess they would have to cook you breakfast or put cereal in a bowl or whatever they do. But how about the perspective of the person who is hosting? Uh, I have a video clip here called Airbnb Home Rental Nightmares. So let's see what hosts can expect if you decided that you wanted to be a host. Uh, what are the things that you probably want to avoid? So let's take a listen. We begin tonight with some horrifying rental disasters. If you're thinking of having a mini vacay in someone else's home or letting a stranger stay in yours this summer, listen up. Here's ABC's Gio Benitez. You're watching a home burglary in action, police say, but this is no break-in. This woman actually rented out this home from its owner on Airbnb, a popular website used for short-term rentals. The guest turned alleged burglar caught on surveillance camera, stealing over $35,000 in valuables, according to authorities, after being told to stay out of the locked closet and office. She basically broke the, uh, the doorknob and the door itself. Theft is just one potential nightmare for homeowners just looking to make some extra money in the growing short-term rental business. This is awful. 
Mark and Star King, parents to two young sons, handed over the keys to their Calgary home to renters who were supposedly in town for a wedding. Everything imaginable that would violate a home has happened here. According to neighbors, the guests started their own party. Within three or four hours that we exchanged keys, a party bus was here. A party that lasted several days and left their once immaculate home unrecognizable. We don't want to touch anything. Broken glass everywhere. There's barbecue sauce on the ceiling. The total amount of damage, roughly $50,000 worth, according to the Kings. Airbnb covers homeowners up to a million dollars in property damage, and in a statement to ABC News says that situations like this are incredibly rare, but that we have zero tolerance for this kind of behavior. But sometimes these rental nightmares can play out while you're still at home. Worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. Scariest thing. Poonam Sandhu rented out her master bedroom to a couple through Airbnb, but weeks later agreed to switch to cash-only payments, not involving the website. And that's when payments stopped and trouble started. So I asked them very politely, it's time for you guys to go. But her renters refused to leave, and that's when she installed these security cameras. Here, Sandhu is seen helplessly watching as her unwelcome guests roam freely through her house, helping themselves to anything in her refrigerator and cabinets. This shirtless man is seen wandering through the house at night. In a lot of states, if you stay in a place for at least 30 days, it's deemed to be a rental to get someone out who doesn't want to leave you effectively have to evict them. Ultimately, the owner said paid them more than $1,700 to get them to leave her house rather than engage in a potentially lengthy eviction process. These laws generally are intended to prevent people from losing their homes, from getting kicked out on a day's notice. They're not supposed to be for people who want to stay longer for an Airbnb rental. Most of the time, the system works, but it takes just a few people exploiting the system, stealing, damaging, staying, fighting, to make everyone worry about renting out their home. Despite the rarity of these incidents, Airbnb recently updated their rental terms to empower hosts and dissuade bad actors, allowing hosts to charge twice the nightly fee for every day a guest overstays their reservation. And if the numbers are any indication, Airbnb's popularity is at an all-time high. There are 1.5 million listings worldwide, and over 40 million guests have booked a property through that site since it launched in 2008. Airbnb has become, you know, full-time business, uh, not only renting my places, but also enabling other people to get into the industry and, and start to make some extra income. Scott Shatford is an Airbnb master host. One of the things that I think is very important to having a successful listing is really selling yourself. He's made a six-figure salary renting multiple properties in the Santa Monica area to over a thousand people, even writing an e-book on the subject. And they want to like you just as much as they want to like the place that they're staying at. He says Airbnb can be both safe and lucrative by following a few simple guidelines. First, beware of last-minute bookings and in-town renters. If I get a last-minute reservation for one night, I'm pretty sure that those people are up to no good. I tend to scrutinize more people that are staying at my property that live in my same city um, because 
I, the same thing. I know they're not going on vacation. I don't really know what the, what the purpose of their travel is. Also, set up your Airbnb account so that only experienced verified renters can book your place. This is really, really important because if somebody trashes your house or steals your stuff, you know exactly who you're going to be chasing down. And finally, doing some social stalking. If, you know, the... The picture of, on Facebook of your guest is, you know, somebody doing a keg stand. You probably don't want them coming for your spring break rental, right? When it comes to home rentals, renters should beware too. Sometimes listings don't paint a complete picture. Look at this sprawling 4,000 square foot home in South Lake Tahoe, advertised on HomeAway.com for $400 a night. This house is amazing. How could that be? And I thought, Maybe we were lucky. A seemingly perfect vacation home for Cherry McAfee's extended family, totaling 14 members. Her cousin's husband and daughter were the first to arrive. Kind of a, a, like a Bali style. I feel like singing. Just you like, what? I'm so happy. Followed shortly by the actual homeowner. I took a peek through the slats of this window here and recognized there were total strangers in my house. All of a sudden, we saw uh, a man come in. A little girl sort of screamed. I was kind of surprised. <laughs> I didn't know who he was. I informed them that I was the owner of the house. He basically said, sorry to tell you this, but you guys have been scammed. Turns out the McCaffreys fell for a fraudulent listing. HomeAway.com claims it's rare on their site. Less than 1 in 10,000 listings are fake, but confirms there were 10 other travelers who thought they had rented Sean's house through fraudulent listings seen on their website. All sides of this growing rental business ripe for exploitation. But at least one alleged thief is no longer a threat. She was quickly and easily recognizable by one of our investigators. Uh, who put it together and once we were able to see her photo and match it with the video surveillance, uh, you could tell that it was her. The suspected sticky-fingered San Francisco renter in police custody tonight. For Nightline, I'm Gio Benitez in New York. Okay, so that was posted by ABC News. So that is from the host's point of view. Now let's take a look at if you live near one of these Airbnbs. The Airbnb Hotel Next Door, that's the September 3rd issue of Wall Street Journal, written by Masada Siegel. Um, she writes, becoming a homeowner is part of the American dream. And after three years searching, my husband and I found a fixer-upper in a quiet Scottsdale, Arizona neighborhood. Unknown to us, however, the house next door was a short-term rental, an Airbnb that can host more than 16 people. An optimist, I thought it would be a way to meet interesting people, then reality set in. It's known as the party house for good reason. A party it is, day and night, from screaming kids in the pool at dawn to buses arriving to pick up a rowdy wedding group. Short-term rentals are usually filled with vacationers for whom every day is a celebration. There is no exception. There have been dozens of late-night, loud, drunken festivities filled with foul language. One group smoked so much pot, the smell was overwhelming in our front yard. Another visitor arrived with a large group of men. He got so drunk, he wandered into the wrong house. The owner had left the door unlocked and passed out. He's lucky he didn't get shot for trespassing many of my neighbor's own guns. Fourteen women once arrived to celebrate a bachelorette party. 
Three banged on our door several times to borrow household items, which they never returned. All right, so let's take a listen in another video clip. It is called Couples Live in Fear After Buying Their New House. Let's take a listen. It's almost the season of sales, time to start listing your house. Next month, as we all know, is the most popular time of the year for it. It's the dream of so many people, a home to call your own. But what if your dream house is somebody else's dream too? About to turn your home sweet home into a nightmare. That is exactly what happened to young couple Jerry and Janice. With a young child and a baby on the way, little pranks at first, but then real danger. Strangers showing up, someone out for revenge against them, playing real estate roulette with their lives. Here's Chris Conley. Before it turned terrifying at the suburban house in sunny San Diego. Every week something was happening, something else was happening. You have no idea who it could be. Someone's trying to rape my wife. It's scary. Before this young couple took note of every act against them, before they took desperate measures to protect themselves from spikes on the fence. It's always on our mind. That stuff never goes away. To self-defense instruction. I would kind of think about, like, the escape route. Before all that, in the fall of 2011, Jerry Rice, a former competitive swimmer, was teaching special ed classes for kids with autism. Wife Janice Reuter was a microbiologist at a children's hospital. They had one child and another very much on the way. Right here. How big out to here were you at the time? Jim? Pretty big out, yeah. That was about, what, eight? Nine months, I think. They'd been saving for a house, and thanks to friend and real estate agent Renee Milton, they got one, this one-story house in a peaceful cul-de-sac. It's a wonderful place where everyone pretty much knows each other. People in the morning go for walks, they take their dogs out, they skip by the park on their way to school. At $779,000, the house scraped the top of their range, but it was amazing. Yeah. It was like, what? This is ours? We were going to raise our family in the house. And we're going to start? Really soon. Yep. <laughs> a home is a big deal. To purchase a home is a huge deal. Excited for the imminent arrival of daughter Avery, Jerry says he barely noticed the unusual note that would be a kind of introduction to their nightmare, a note that came to the house in their first month here. It's basically said that uh, someone was willing to offer up to $100,000 to buy our home from us. $100,000 above the price that you'd pay mm -hmm. for it. I threw it in a cupboard. Our daughter was overdue. Only then, something a little creepy. The house turned up again for sale on the real estate site Zillow under an obviously fake realtor's name, Jacques Ars. Jerry called me one day and asked me if I had listed their home on Zillow for sale. I couldn't understand. Okay, so I don't know if that has anything to do with the B&B, Airbnb. <laughs> I apologize for that. <laughs> I, uh, I thought that it was that they had lived around an Airbnb, but they must be talking about something else. So I'll go ahead with this uh, article. All right, so we talked about this people in the Wall Street Journal who live in Scottsdale, Arizona, that live near an Airbnb and how they are plagued with late night, loud, drunken festivities uh, filled with foul language. Uh, one group smoked so much pot, the smell was overwhelming in their yard. 
another visitor arrived with a large group of men. He got so drunk, he wandered into the wrong house. It sort of reminds me of Robert Downey Jr. there. And uh, then 14 women once arrived to celebrate a bachelorette party. Three banged on our door several times to borrow household items, which they never returned. Now, I don't know. I don't know if I would lend these people household items. I would tell them maybe to go away and don't bother me anymore. Why would you keep, uh, you know, letting them borrow household items and then they and I don't know what household items were I don't know if they were on a scavenger hunt and they needed certain items uh, to fulfill their uh, scavenger hunt I don't know why would you go and borrow household items and then they never returned which like big surprise they're strangers right uh this person goes on to write the party house isn't alone Across the street is a second short-term rental, and there are several more within five blocks. It's disruptive to the many families with young children who bought houses in the neighborhood looking to set down roots. In 2016, Governor Doug Ducey, I guess he's the governor of Arizona, signed a law known as the Airbnb Bill, which severely limits local regulations of short-term rentals. The only restrictions it allows for are safety, noise, parking, and neighborhood nuisances. Even those are poorly enforced. Um, While Scottsdale law mandates only six adults and their dependents can stay in a short-term rental, you will find all over Airbnb's websites houses boasting rooms for far greater numbers of people. Before 2016, Scottsdale prohibited rentals of fewer than 30 days in residential neighborhoods. And I I would imagine this goes on around the U.S., you know, not just in Scottsdale, but, you know, people plagued with these kinds of problems. And, you know, it goes by state by state how much you want to regulate. Uh, according to All the Rooms, a company that analyzes Airbnb data in July 2019, there were 3,026 Airbnb rentals available in Scottsdale and the adjacent town of Paradise Valley with a 40% occupancy rate. So in May 2019, Mr. Ducey signed another law with a few more restrictions. Owners of short-term rentals must provide cities or towns with contact information and respond to complaints in a timely manner. While the owner of the neighboring house has great reviews for being prompt and attentive to his guests, he is unresponsive to my concerns. He told me in one year he raked in more than 100000 from this property. That's quite a return, but his neighbors paid the price. So that is the perspective of people who live around the Airbnbs. And we covered the perspective from the host side and from the consumer side. So we're almost to the end of our show. If you have any ideas on any products or services you would like to hear on the show, you can email me at consumerreviewreport.com at gmail.com I'm also on Facebook at uh, Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport also if you'd like to complain about a product or service or you would like to rave about a product or service 
you can email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. So this is the Consumer Review Report on WMCK.FM. I'm Diane Rebecca wishing everyone a safe and good week.